What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 16 of the No Mercy podcast. This is the weekly gambling pod with myself and MOB model. On this episode, we went heavy early on, right out the gate into the Thursday night games, Denver Broncos and the Houston Astros Red Sox game for baseball and football. Gave some props, gave some bets on both those games. So for those of you that are on a time crunch, I got that out of the way early so that you can get those in before the games start. Uh, middle of the podcast, started talking a little bit about week seven action, what we were looking at. Didn't give all the plays. You got to go to guruelite.com. That's G-U-R-U-E-L-I-T-E.com. Sign up for our betting package. We just launched the basketball betting package. We also have the football betting package. In that football betting package, we give all the plays, all the super contest bets. We have a 1999 seven-day pass, or it's under 150 bucks for the whole entire season. That includes MMA, PGA, baseball, football, basically everything you could fucking bet on outside of basketball is in that football betting package. So go check both those packages out at GuruLeap.com. Also went into Rob's Twitter account very heavily uh, and had a nice little discussion, two discussions, one on scary movies that Rob's never seen a scary movie, which was shocking, and then another one to end the podcast, which I think you're going to like a lot, on proper butthole etiquette. Make sure you don't miss that one. Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G. Here with episode 16 of the No Mercy podcast. Today, I'm joined by the biggest shithead in the entire industry, gambling sharp himself, Robert MLB Model. How you doing, Model? Hey, what's up, brother? How are you today? I'm living. I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. Why? Last night didn't go too well for me. I I didn't have a good baseball night last night, and I was very upset about it. So... I'm still kind of licking my wounds from the uh, the Houston debacle last night. So the one night I don't I don't just tune in the sports all night. You tell me I missed the best baseball game in the entire history of the world. How do you how do you miss that game last night? Like how, how were you on Twitter? No, I was pretty checked out. I was pretty checked out. All right, because I, I, I was going to say if you were on Twitter, you couldn't have missed it because everyone was tweeting about it the whole entire time. Yeah, no, I was I was kind of checked out last night. I was just chilling. Wasn't watching wow. any sports. God, even Mad Lab was watching the game. Mad Lab doesn't even watch baseball. Mad Lab was like, oh, this is cool. They put, like, the fucking miles per hour of the pitches on here. Mad Lab doesn't watch fucking baseball games. Like, I don't know how long. And they called him up. I'm like, yo, bro, you need to get on right now. I'm like, just turn this game on. We were on the phone for two and a half hours. He's like, ah, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, dude, just trust me. And then, like, 20 minutes into it, he's like, oh, shit. You see a catch? Oh shit! You know he was—he was like locked in. It. it was it was one of those fucking back and forth battles. But I know by now because I filled you in on a lot of it. You've heard what happened. But uh, great job, great job making sure you're well up to date on all the sports that went on um, right before we do our podcast. I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort there, Podfather. It's my job. This is part yeah. of my job. Yeah. So uh, not watching the game. So were you at brunch? <laughs> I was not at brunch. I was halfway through a bottle of Dob Creek, though, just drooling on myself on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, for those of you that missed it, the Astros got fucked last night. I don't care what everyone says. Um, that was a home run by Altuve. I, I, I just it's funny because we did the pod with Jeff and he was just like, dude, why would you even bet on the Astros? You know, they're going to fucking make sure this is Boston versus LA in the world series. And I was like, no, no, like they're not fixing baseball games like that. I've watched every game, this playoffs, like teams are supposed to win or winning. And it's just the first inning of the first fucking game after the podcast drops. He basically says exactly what happened. So they got a lot of breaks last night. It was frustrating. This series has turned on its head. Houston is not dead yet. I'm going to announce that. Houston is not dead yet. They are not dead. They got Verlander going tonight, Rob, and we're going to talk about this, this Boston-Houston game. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Denver game too. But Houston is not dead yet because with Verlander on the mound tonight, all they need to do is win this game, which they should win, and then steal one in Boston, and then they're back at home for game seven. 
So what? They're minus one. About what? Minus one eighty tonight to put, yeah. to beat Price. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's a good bet. That should be that should be an easy bet. Um, that's one of my favorite bets of the entire entire series. Anytime I could bet Verlander in the playoffs, I want it, especially at home against David Price, who's notoriously a terrible playoff pitcher. So I have a lot of props in here tonight too on this game, Rob, because you got to lay the one eighty five on it. I'm going to lay the wood just because I'm a maniac. And I'll load up just as much as if it was, you know, plus 185. But for those of you that want to kind of get some exposure to Houston in this game without laying 185 on it, I personally think the props are the way to go here, Robert. So I like the Altuve props, the Springer props, the Correa props, and the Bregman props. I like all of them, no matter where you are. My bookie has all the, uh, you know, player versus player props, like Bregman versus Benintendi, Correa versus Bogart, Springer versus JD, Altuve versus Betts. I'm sweeping the board on those. I'm just max betting the four Astros that I mentioned on those, all like minus 115 to minus 125. Is there anything specific that you see? I will. You know what, what it's a great bet is uh, Verlander over strikeouts. What is that? Um, I see seven at my bookie. Uh, I love that bet. Verlander over seven strikeouts tonight. I don't mind that either. I'll throw that one in there too. Um, I don't even hate the minus one and a half tonight. Um, I, I think they, they put the wood to them. I think they put the wood to price tonight. So the minus one and a half, if you were a little afraid. I don't like taking home teams. Minus one and a half, Rob, I know you hate laying run lines on anything. Yeah, I won't bet a run line. But the, the, the problem with a run line on a home team is right. obviously you lose the bottom of the ninth if they're winning. Right. So, so you're, by one. you're getting potentially 24 outs instead of the full 27 outs. So I'm going to go very light on that if I play it. I'll probably throw it in a parlay, if anything, but not going to hammer that. Um, what's your take on, on the World Series? You're obviously looking Dodgers, Dodgers, Red Sox. You're going to play chalk here? Well, you know, I've been in on the Dodgers since the beginning of the, beginning of the season, really. And I, You're in the really Dodgers every season. Uh, so the Dodgers are sitting at plus 190? Is that right? Are you fucking kidding me? Boston <laughs> is minus 120 to win the goddamn World Series? Uh, okay, yeah, I'll probably back up a little more Dodgers money. Uh, I'm good with that, plus 190 to win the World Series. I like it. I honestly, I'm close to Houston plus 900. I'm also close to Milwaukee plus 800. I may, I'm just, I might be so biased on this that it's, it's skewing me a little bit, but I really think that both these teams could still win these series. I know everyone's just written them off. I, I don't think either of these are dead at all. You need to hurry up and bet Houston to win this series if you're going to bet the Houston plus 900. Right, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I already have Houston to win the series, unfortunately. Okay. At what is now an atrocious price. (laughs) And I got it plus 115, which is terrible DLV right now. But, uh, I mean, look, Milwaukee's at home down 3-2. Miley versus Ryu. It's probably an even money game there. If they can go win that game, then anything can happen in game sevens, right? So – I mean, Houston is a little bit more of a long shot being down 3-1, but I think they're really down 3-2 in my mind. I think that it's a win tonight. Yeah, is so. it Verlander than Cole? Is that what the rotation yeah. is? Yeah, so, I mean, they're, I mean, it's going to be Sale. That's the thing. They, but they're a team that can hit Sale. They, they beat up lefties, and they did a good job against them in the first game. So, I, I don't think it's dead, and I think plus 800, plus 900 is still live. So, I'm, I mean, I'm throw a shekel or two on it, Robert. I'm not going to go fucking crazy on this one, but I'm going to throw a shekel or two on those and you're probably going to just play the Dodgers right yeah I'm just I'm just sticking with my Dodgers money that's it okay now about the football game tonight we have the NFL game tonight this is a game that earlier in the week uh, by the way are our super contest picks in Robert we are locked okay we are locked this is the first week all year where we have actually locked in the super contest early and what two is the years reason? I think we did a Thursday one last year oh did we I think I forced it in on a, on a Thursday game last year when I was like 10-1 and one in Thursday games, remember? Yeah. But uh, so, so talk to me about this game tonight. Uh, so, I, actually, I'm looking at some of the player props, too. Um, this was the weirdest super contest week because usually we fight like fucking animals. Yes. And you and I just had a calm phone conversation yesterday. We're like, yeah, agree, 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 agree. Uh, so we just ran through five teams really quickly. Uh, and tonight was one of the games, right? So yeah. – um, I've watched this spread come down though. Weird. Strange. Um, I was just telling you before we got on here, I'm seeing pick them at some places. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, Denver's Weird. sitting at minus one right now. Yeah, I'm like minus two, I think, on this Denver game. So, you know, I'm betting Denver. 
Uh, we locked Denver into the contest. I don't understand the line movement. It's a little worrisome because you're getting about 65% of the bets and 65% of the money coming in on Denver too. I yeah, mean, exactly. I think you said it's a pick 'em, right? Somewhere. Uh, five dimes has it a pick 'em right now. Uh, most of the other offshores are minus one. Strange. This is yeah. this is. I don't like this. I actually locked in Denver really early. Um, they weren't they minus three at one point. Uh, I think I saw minus two and a half. Could yeah, I locked three. in a teaser. Yeah, it must have been two and a half because I locked in a seven point teaser with Green Bay Monday night. Uh, luckily, I didn't really play this Green Bay straight at all. Just played it minus the two and a half. Mm-hmm. Should have played, obviously, Sam Fran with the points, teasing that up. But got that, thanks to Aaron Rodgers. Kind of stole that one. So I still have a teaser pending from Monday with Denver plus four and a half. It's unfortunate. Had I maybe even waited till kickoff, I might have got Denver plus seven. So that line movement is very confusing to me. Um, I love Denver. We, like we said, we looked at our super contest picks. And what me and Rob normally do is I'll go – pick like my six or seven favorite games and this is what we did all last year and what we're finally getting back to doing this year i'll pick like my six or seven favorite games and then send them over to rob and then rob will tell me where his lines are and this was one of those weeks where five of the six you were like yep i got a point and a half here point and a half there two mm-hmm. points here so that worked in and denver was one of them so uh, i think we're going broncos you got any feel on this over under no i want to give you a question on this prop though uh all right you tell me Ke- keenum under over or under 22 and a half completions i like the over you like the under no no i'm not disagreeing with you no I, you didn't <laughs> say anything so i, I figured, I, figured I, I breathe like a heavy sigh for a second <laughs> no, i like the over too i i think it's a fine bet at over 22 and a half um yeah i have no problem with it i i, I like that prop i was just i was just going through other props i like that prop i don't I, that was one of the first things i looked for i looked for some keenum props so that was something that I was looking at. I like the Christian Kirk prop. I'm trying to find it on my bookie, um, mybookie.ag. Get over there, promo code Guru Elite. They will hook you uh, up. Pass reception. I think it's three and a half. Three and yeah, a half. It's three and a half. So I'm big, I'm a big Christian Kirk guy. I actually like his skill set. I like him long term. Fitz is starting to really just wear down, and just Father mm-hmm. Time is finally getting a W against Larry Fitzgerald. So uh, I think in a game that could be a little sneakier, I don't think it's going to be a shootout, but I think it's going to be a little sneakier than people expect. Kind of like that Christian Kirk over three and a half, and I don't hate the Christian Kirk over 53 and a half. So I think he's the guy this week um, against Denver. So that's, that's something I'm definitely looking at there. Any other props that you're seeing? That, uh, uh, just, I think this Demarius Thomas at 54 and a half plus money to go over. Um, so I would he, worry about that. Here's where I'm going to bring the DFS in. Good. I think there's a pretty good chance that we're going to see, and I've had this debate with a couple different people this week already. I think there's a pretty good chance that with Demarius Thomas, we're actually going to see a good deal of Patrick Peterson shadowing him. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Peterson only plays the slot at 2%. Emmanuel Sanders plays the slot at like 70%. So Emmanuel Sanders is the guy who should avoid PP over there. And I can't imagine them wasting – not wasting. I love Cortland Sutton. But you're going to put him on Demarius Thomas over Cortland Sutton if he's going to shadow. Very good chance he's just going to play aside. He does that a ton. But uh, I think we're going to see a little more of him on Demarius Thomas than anyone else. Uh, that's probably why the prop is so low. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the, the number looks staggering low to me. And at plus money, I was just trying to find his yards per game. So, oh. So he's right at 55 yards per game. That's what he's averaging this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess I could see why it's, it's plus money, particularly yeah. if he's going to get that shot. I was looking at that. I mean, I, I have some interest in the Emmanuel Sanders. The same thing for the Christian Kirk side. You know, when I look at the Kirk side of this game, why I kind of like his prop a little bit. Larry Fitzgerald lives in the slot, as we mm-hmm. all know. He's going to play in the slot 80%, 90% normally. So Chris Harris is their slot corner, and he is by far – the best corner. It's not even close on Denver. Um, so I think we're going to see Christian Kirk getting a lot of Roby and Jones uh, who are not doing very well this year. So I think the Kirk props are the nuts for this game. Another thing to look at here is the David Johnson. Uh, David Johnson will be in the slot a lot, right? What's up? Yeah, he'll, he'll move him around. Hopefully they start to fucking wake up a little bit. But David Johnson against this Denver Rundy that's allowed, I think it was like 700 rushing yards over the last three weeks. 
like 350, 230, and 150. So I think there's going to be a lot of action on the David Johnson props. I think there's going to be a lot of play on him in the showdown slates. I'm probably going to be off most of the David Johnson stuff just because I, I don't like David Johnson. But uh, that's, that's another great. place. Yeah, yeah he's right just not great at football right now. And he doesn't have Bruce Arians. He doesn't have a good line to run behind. It's just it's coming off a, lo- a big injury. So it's a guy that you kind of need to be in the right spot. So that pretty much sums it up there. Anything else on these two games, the baseball game or the football game tonight? No, no, I don't have either. I mean, I don't have anything else on either. I, I will watch tonight. I'll watch both of them. Oh, I, uh, I'm such a sucker for these DK showdown, captain, fucking NFL slate. I'm just pounding cash into these things. Yeah, they're terrible. I'll be all in on that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So speaking of pounding cash into things, you were talking about the lottery route. And we had a little conversation earlier today about you going and buying lottery tickets for the first time in God knows how long. We're going to have a little discussion on this, but I don't follow the lottery. I don't, I don't follow the fucking lottery. Obviously you do. Fun. You were selling me on it all morning to go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> selling you on it. I don't give a, if you don't want to win $950 million, that's on you. I mean, that's fine. I tell people not to play the showdown slate. And you think I'm going to go run out and buy a bunch of lottery tickets? <laughs> have you seen my luck, Rob? Yeah, Do I yeah. seem like the guy that's going to fucking win the lottery? No, no. You're the guy that writes down the winning ticket, hands it to the cashier, she fat fingers the wrong fucking number, and you have the winning ticket in your hand, but you just it, it didn't get registered? And- exactly. Exactly. Or a fucking water main breaks. Like, the, what'll happen to me? How many, how many numbers do you even pick for the fucking lottery? What is it, oh, seven? I don't know. Do you know it's only $2 a ticket? I got up there, I was like, hey, I want to buy some lottery tickets. You know me, I got this just mount of cash I rip out of my- <laughs> like, How much is a ticket? Is it $1,000? Lottery tickets. It's just like, they're $2 each. And I was like, fucking serious? $2? Like, all right, give me 100 <laughs> And by the way, we, we had this conversation, Tommy. If you want a winning lottery ticket, you have to go to the slummiest fucking place you could find. So I literally drove out of my way this afternoon <laughs> to go to this little hood mart. So here's me standing in this little hood mart, and I pull this cash out of my yeah, pocket. Yeah, a lot of cash. <laughs> and I handle all this money to buy a $102 lottery ticket. Pull out four grand to buy six lottery tickets. That's, that's fucking smart. Here's the thing that I don't understand, Rob. We know the lottery is a tax on the poor. Correct. Correct? Like, we both said it. That's no. Go look at who's buying lottery tickets. It's never, you know, the richest people. It's always people that, every friend I have that's dead fucking broke buys lottery tickets. Scratch-offs, you name it. Uh, by the way, tune in tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if we're going to give away. I think we're going to give away tomorrow. We're going to start doing in life hacks with me, Mad Lab, and the bod. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll do my first life hack tomorrow about the lottery. I have a good lottery life hack that I'm going to, kind of cliffhanger to make you guys tune in tomorrow for that. And we're going to go into the rest of the week, seven games and stuff in a minute. But um, so here's the thing with the lottery that I never understood, Rob. Most of the people buying lottery tickets are poor, right? right? So everyone runs to buy the fucking lottery tickets when the lottery is like $950 million. Why aren't they running to buy it when it's $50 million? What the fuck is the difference? $50 million or $900 million. What is the difference? To, and honestly, if I won $50 million, I'd shut down life. And, and I'm rich. So if you're broke, why, why the $900 million, Rob? Why would you run out to buy a lottery ticket at $950 million, but you didn't run out last week to buy it at $800? You didn't run out the week before to buy it at $650? And you didn't run out to buy it at $500 million? Is that extra three hundred fifty million? Like that—that's it. That's that's your number. Yeah, bro. I'm not getting out of bed for a lottery ticket for less than five hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's not worth my trip down there to try to win fifty million. So no, fuck that, man. I need the nine fifty. I want to be a, a, a almost billionaire. And <laughs> so, hey, Tommy. So have have you? Like, I had like three people say, "Hey, Rob, what would you do if you won the lottery?" Like, this always comes up, right? When you've got these astronomical lottery amounts. Right. What would you do? Well, it's fun to think about, right? What would you do with the money, Tom? 
You'd yeah. never know. <laughs> That's my answer. Again. <laughs> Bitch, don't worry about what I do with my 950 fucking million dollars. Not give you any. I'm fucking out of here. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, how much would it take for you to just mic drop on Guru Elite? You're, you're the CEO. You spend hours doing the algorithms. You spend all this time. You care about the clients. This is our, this is our baby, right? Like, this is our lives now. GuruElite.com. How much would it take for you to just straight shit on your loyal? You, you even have like four followers now on Twitter that are fans of yours. Mm-hmm. Like there's like Kurt mentioned it on the last pod. Like there's four or five people that whenever we drop a no mercy pod, troll us saying not going to listen to it because MLB models not on. We're convinced they're your burner accounts. But how much would it take for you to just be like, fuck you, Tommy, I'm out. Fuck you, four fans, I'm out. The number's pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) But it's in the ballpark of four. (laughs) Give me four and I'm gone. (laughs) The number's pretty low. Oh, sign up at guruelite.com and Rob doesn't win $300 in a scratch off or he's out of here. I got 100 chances at 950. Follow up question. Those four or five people who I'm sure you know who the fuck they are. We don't know who they are, but I'm sure you have their names like flagged on your Twitter account and you follow them back and DM with them and tell them to write shit. Would you, if you won, yeah, exactly. If you won 100 million, would you give any of that money to your four or five loyal fans that troll our account every week? No fucking chance. <laughs> Every goddamn nickel is mine. Would you give any to me? Fifty million, you win. Let's say. Yeah, I'd give you a little taste. What yeah, would you give? I, me? What I, would you I, give me if you? Because I'd give you some. What would you give me if you won fifty million? Fifty million. Well, I'd peel you a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I was gonna give you like ten grand. All right, uh, that worked. I'd peel you a million. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Dude, you, wouldn't you have to say this. You understand that. This is all lies. I would not give you a fucking <laughs> say, no fucking way. Because Rob would be running numbers. Like, all right, 40% is going to taxes. That leaves me with 30. There's definitely 29 people I like more than Tommy. So oh, there's no way that. I'm giving him a million. But I have to say, you have to say yeah. this. Somebody. I'm trying to be real. Like, I, if I won $50 million, I would 100% peel you off a quarter million. I would do that. If I won $50 million, I would basically put about $3 million aside and peel it off to friends and family right yeah i so, would too I'd, yeah. I'd peel you off a couple hundred grand you know i'd make i'd do like a w-2 on it so i didn't have to pay taxes on it obviously yeah you'd have to yeah or 1099 or fucking whatever it is <laughs> all right so that's our lottery talk today by the way rob what is the uh you said the best way to buy lottery is to go to like the bodegas in the hood you got to you got to that's yeah. the only way to win yeah. have you done research on this or is... i have yeah i mean have I, you partnered uh, up with people no no, and I'm going to regret this, dude, because like three or four people have asked me to like pool money. Wow, and it's like you almost have to, right? Now it's like, God damn it. I'm going to shell out 500 fucking dollars. How many tickets did you buy? I bought 100 tickets. So that's what, maybe I'll go buy 100 right now. Across the street. I have 7-Eleven across the street. So I'll go buy, I'll go buy 100 tickets. You want to, you want to pull up? Oh, you want to pull? I'll pull with you. Yeah. Now the pressure's on right on this podcast, whether I want to this motherfucker. I it's not about how much money he would peel me off. I can't He's thinking, like, am I going to lose 50% of $950 million? <laughs> I feel so good about my tickets. <laughs> you don't want to pair with a black cloud? <laughs> You're the plague. I want an answer like, right now. Are we, are we pulling our lottery ticket? It's documented. This is legal, legal document. This is a legal document. I'm going to go buy $200 worth of lottery tickets right after this show. All right. Are we pulling it? All right, we'll pull it. All right. <laughs> Don't sound too excited about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Rob, let's get into some trends for this, uh, this betting weekend for the NFL. Rob gave me his normal list of trends. Um, as I said, he stopped writing it by hand. We're very proud of that. And he has it fucking extremely unreadable. I'm trying to reformat all this now so I can actually take some stab at reading what the fuck he wrote here. The bullets are all different sizes. The fucking words are all different sizes. The, it's, it's a fucking complete Did you disaster. just fix the bullets? Yeah, I'm fixing it. We're sharing a Google Doc so he can see what I'm doing. But yeah, it's, I'm trying to make this fucking legible so I don't sound like an idiot. All right. So let's go into the games here. So 
The first one you have. Can you start writing is? No. Like it says Tennessee R, New England R over is. Tennessee, New England, and over all should be is. For Tennessee is more of a person, like a thing, you know, like dogs are. Like, right? Like Rob is, dogs are. So Tennessee is a single team. So when you're using a singular, it's is, right? Is, is this a, is that Rob a is 0-9 against the spread. Is Tennessee Rob, a noun? It's a proper noun? I don't know what noun and verb are. I just know that if it's singular, I feel like it should be is, right? Like Rob is 0-9 against the spread. But I would say the Titans are. The Titans are 0-9. Right. Tennessee is. Right? There needs to be a plural to make it R. I get it now. How do I ever type an email or anything? <laughs> You have Grammarly. So the, I'm going to change Tennessee R to the Titans are 0-9-1 against the spread in their last 10 meetings. So, Rob, first of all, are, are any of these stats going to be at all valuable to us this week? Um, I'll let you be the judge. I mean, okay. I'll, let the, I'll let the listeners be the judge. I have my own opinion on all of these. Right. Okay. So um, I'll, I'll, find, I'll declare value or non-value. So yeah. Tennessee is 0-9-1 against the spread in their last 10 meetings. Now, you said in their last 10 meetings, with who? With the Chargers or in their last 10 meetings with anybody? No, no, Chargers. Well, maybe we should write that. Oh, I thought it was assumed. No, it's, you know, it could be their last 10 games, you know. These are games, well, this one's games. Okay, so Tennessee is 0-9-1 against the spread in their last 10 games against the Chargers. Continue. That's all. And Um, what does it mean? So what do we, how do we look into this? Uh, it doesn't really mean fuck all to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually snorted. <laughs> they're, just, they're not covering the spread, but I, I don't see how that's relevant this week. Okay, so no relevance. Um, okay, what you, obviously, this is a game that we kind of like here, just to give you a rundown. On this specific game, 77% of the bets and about 70% of the money is coming in on the Chargers, which opened at around seven, and it's down. The line is moving down. So we have some uh, little little inverse line movement, it seems here, right? A lot of money coming in on the Chargers, but the spread is actually getting lower. Yeah, exactly. I see about 70% of the money on the Chargers. Yeah, so that's something to take notice there. Um, I'm very interested in the Chargers in this game, for sure. You? Yeah, same. Same. Okay. Next one. New England are <laughs> – 10 and 2 against the spread in their last 12 games on grass. Rob, are you just trolling me with these now at this point? <laughs> Foxborough's grass, right? Holy Jesus. Is Foxborough Christ. grass? Uh, Rob. I don't know. Yeah, they you don't know. play in a fucking dome and fucking watch a game, Podfather. Oh, the, they're, uh, they're in the dome this week? Yeah, yeah. New England plays in a dome. So, New England, I'm kidding. New England is 10, 10 and 2 against the spread in their last 12 games on grass. Yeah. Can we just skip this one? Yeah, skip. Belichick's great on grass. Yeah, he's he's I'm pretty sure he's good at dome too. All right. Over is eleven and two in Miami's last thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an Did ass. You? <laughs> these are, by the way, I, these are fucking all trolls. The uh, over is eleven and two in Miami's last thirteen games in week seven. <laughs> Oh, oh God. Uh, you know what? People, there are people in this world, though, Kevin, who would read this Kevin. and go, oh, motherfucker, it's week seven. I'm in. Like, there are people in this world who would do that. I, I set you up. These are all trolls. Every all right, let me just run season. through these then. The under is 11 and four in Buffalo last 15 games on field turf. <laughs> How's that possible? In Buffalo on field turf. What do you mean? Houston are <laughs> Houston are one in ten against the spread in their last eleven games overall. D- Rob, this is a legitimate one. It is. It's interesting. Right? What happened? We can I talk about this one. Yeah. So Houston's one in ten against the spread in their last eleven games overall. This is something we talked about about four weeks ago. How you uh, even said I believe you were one of the people who was especially high on Houston, and you know they kind of been letting us down throughout the year. So what's the uh, what's the verdict here? They're not covering the spread. No, they're just not covering. I mean, uh, 
What's their spread this week, Tommy? They're at- uh, Houston is actually facing the Jaguars, and they're plus five in Jacksonville, whose Jacksonville's look really bad, too. This is one of those games where I'm just like – I turned around and I was like, I'm just not betting Jacksonville yeah. anymore. And I don't bet Tennessee to begin with. So No, yeah, Jacksonville has fucked me a lot this year. Uh, yeah, so they're just – I mean, the market just keeps pricing them higher than they're valued. I mean, that's all there is to it. Um, I don't have a lean this week at all, but – um, they're not covering. Yeah. I mean, just to, I'm going to give you some other stats after Rob's done with his bullshit stats here. Uh, underdog is 30 and 10 against the spread in their last 40 meetings with who Rob? Like, what? So, so basically, all right. So here, here, you just proved my point here. Okay. So this fucking bullet point says underdog is 30 and 10 against the spread in their last 40 meetings. Right. And we have no idea what the fuck Rob's talking about here. Right. Like, is that just in general? Is that against in a certain game? So we have no fucking idea. Meanwhile, when I said Tennessee is 0-9-1 against the spread in their last 10 meetings, Rob said, well, of course it's against the Chargers, right? That's what you just told me. And you can rewind tape. You said, of course it's against the Chargers. Yeah. Same exact last three, four words of the sentence. Yeah. Their last 10 meetings, their last 40 meetings, one meant against the Chargers, the other one we don't know what it means, Therefore, I was fully valid in questioning your stupid first stat that you gave out. I can't believe I forgot to put the team there. Uh, there's You're a game. So bad week. at this. That, that is terrible. You're as bad at this as you are at Twitter. This is bad. You're really bad at life, Rob. I'd like to apologize for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a blemish on my podcasting <laughs> career. I have to apologize. Your podcasting career is a blemish on your podcasting <laughs> career. <laughs> Thank God. For my you, you, have the, you have the podcasting record of DMX. <laughs> the DMX's criminal record. Um, all right. So we're going to skip that one. I have some interesting stats, Rob, that the listeners actually may give a fuck about. These are 2018 stats. And these are the top teams against the spread in all games. Kansas City is 6-0 and against the spread this year. Thank you, Kansas City, for pulling out the back door. Well, I don't know if it was a back door. I guess it was a back door, um, even though they got backdoored. So they backdoored New England, then New England backdoored them a little bit. But uh, covered that three and a half. I put out uh, – by the way, Sunday nights, if you're not following me on Twitter, um, Rob, your peak Twitter time is when? I feel like it's like Friday night and Saturday night, right? Friday, Saturday – yeah, Friday night, Saturday night. That's, that's peak Rob Twitter. Peak Tommy Twitter is Thursday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be blackout tonight. Um, I will definitely be blackout on Sunday. I took about $5,000 in Twitter bets. Um, Kansas City plus three and a half, so they saved my ass on that one. But, uh, yeah, so if you want to follow us, the nights to follow me are Thursday night at Tommy G and Sunday night at Tommy G. And Rob is Friday night and Saturday night at MLB Model. I'm usually uh, caring about our subscribers and writing my articles and doing research for DFS and doing shows. So Fridays and Saturdays for me tend to not be as exciting during football season. But uh, we also, we got a bunch of other teams that are doing really well against the spread here. Detroit, Miami, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, all four and two against the spread. Uh, Some of the worst teams against the spread is what we were just talking about, Houston. Uh, This is actually what I came to look up because I felt like Houston has just been getting killed. Houston's one and five against the spread. Um, And here's a bad one, Rob. The Denver Broncos are one, four and one against the spread. So we're ignoring this and running right through it this week. But do you factor any of this stuff in? No, I don't. I mean, you know, I look at each event as an independent uh, entity. But uh, seeing, seeing, without knowing that statistic and seeing this, this, this spread float down the close to pick them, uh, it's kind of interesting uh, because the reason they wouldn't be covering is, again, the market's just inflating their value compared to what they're actually performing at. Uh, so now I'm a little concerned here, Tommy, in that maybe, maybe that number was inflated and the market's, you know, getting it right here at Pick'em. I'm going to worry about it. Home underdogs right now are 18, 6, 8, 18 and 9 so far this year, too. That trend's been holding. So we have a game tonight where we have money coming in against us, mm-hmm. a line moving against us. Mm-hmm. We have a home underdog that we're going against, which are hitting at about 67% right now this year. Mm-hmm. And we have a team that we're betting on, which has covered one of their five games. 
so far, or one of their six games. They pushed on one of them. Uh, this is not looking like as strong of a bet to force into the super contrast. Let's see what Arizona is. And Arizona is 3-2-1 and one against the spread. So basically, this is me and Rob versus the world tonight. Every metric that you could look at for 2018, uh, we are trying to buck on this game tonight. Maybe we go with God. Uh, <laughs> and the public's on it, betting with us. So that's how I was, I was just going to say. <laughs> that's the worst percent public money. Um, yeah, all right. I'll be the fish tonight. Let's yeah. See hey, I, I, I've been I the fish. I think this Arizona tonight. team sucks. And maybe I'm down on it more than the market, apparently. But my numbers, I don't make Arizona to be a good football team at all. Larry Fitzgerald's fucking old. DJ's a shell of who he was. Fucking Rosen. Yeah, I mean, I'm just there's nothing here for me. I'm not impressed with the football team. I don't see it either. I don't see it. This would be a game where I would want to bet action points on. That's how much I like it. Which is scaring the shit out of me. Because I'd feel more comfortable if there was shit going against us and we were with the public and I was like, I kind of like it. But when I love it, I feel like I am the fish right now. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a hook in my mouth and by 11 p.m. it's going to get fucking yanked out. So I'm at a point right now where I'm sitting there going, please just cover the teaser. Please just just cover that fucking teaser for me, that plus four and a half. Um, Let's see. Any other stats that are jumping off the board here? We talked about the home underdog so far this year. Um, As an underdog right now, you have Kansas City, Detroit, Minnesota that are undefeated. All these stats I don't go into too heavily, but uh, let's go into some of the games. Let's hit on a couple games here, then I want to touch on your Twitter here, Robert. Well, Tommy, uh, I was just looking at a couple bet percentages. So this game's really interesting to me, and it'll be interesting from a DFS perspective too, I think. Is this Tampa Bay-Cleveland game? 80% of the bets are going off on Tampa Bay, and 81% of the bets are going off on the over on this game. Uh, We had a conversation about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. This, This could shoot out, right? Yeah. I mean, any Tampa Bay game just seems like an automatic game where you're going to be looking at the over, right? I mean, it's, they, they are actually a better offensive team than I think some of us thought. I still think they suck offensively. But their defense is just fucking Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always going to be a situation with the Bucs. Uh, going against the Browns here, the Browns have been a little susceptible to the run this year, which is a little bit shocking. But um, 50 and a half, you know, these, this – it's not a high number this year. So, I mean, if you can't throw up 25 points, 27 points on the box, you don't really belong on the field. So, so what, what's your lean on this? Uh, I, I actually have a Cleveland lean. And, you know, I, in, my, in one of my season-long leagues, I picked up Baker uh, Mayfield uh, because his schedule is so soft going forward right. for, like, the next four weeks. And starting this week, like Baker could fucking carve this team up. The, the, that secondary is just dog shit. Um, so I actually have a Cleveland lean. Um, maybe, I'll, maybe it's a bet. It's not one right now. Um, but I, I lean Cleveland here. How about you? Yeah. I just – I like going against him. I like going against Jameis Winston. Um, I haven't made a final decision on this one yet. This is an interesting one. This, this could have some DFS gold in it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I like, I like some DFS plays in this game a little bit more than I like the actual game itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me another one of your, your favorites um, for the week. Um, well, I give you my favorite, my favorite bet for the week. We, we already touched on this a little bit. Is uh, I'm going to be on the Chargers. Uh, minus six and a half. I've seen some money come in on the Chargers. Uh, they're seven in one spot. Um, so this Tennessee team sucks. Mariota fucking sucks. He, he, he's killing things, this. Things Tommy G invented. He's killing this football team. Uh, literally, they would be a better football team without Mariota at the quarterback. Um, and the Chargers are you know, a pr- pretty good football team. So I am more than happy to get this at minus six and a half. Minus seven is not anywhere near as attractive to me uh, as the six and a half. So if you like this game like I do, um, I think it's going to go to seven. So I would hurry up and I, I would get down on this today. Yeah, uh, I'm going to put this happy. in the bet pack right after the show. Start filing a couple of these in. Um, just to go over some of the other, you know, big money games, make sure you're getting the same numbers as me here, Robert. Uh, my internet is starting to, to get a little fickle. Um, we have 71% of the money coming in on the Chargers, as we spoke about. We have 67% of the money coming in on Tampa Bay, as we spoke about. 67% of the money coming in on Baltimore. 
seems a little surprising to me. Because we have 58% of the bets coming in on New Orleans and 67% of the bet, the money coming in on Baltimore. And the line is pretty much held. So what are do you, you make? Are you a believer in this team right now? Are you a believer in what they're doing right now? Baltimore? Yeah. I mean, I predicted it. You know, oh, you did. Um, I got a lot of shit wrong. I don't want to just talk about the shit I get right, but obviously I'm a fucking egomaniac. So whenever I get something right, I feel the need to tell you guys about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was high on this team coming into the year and they look pretty good. So I, I don't see what's wrong with this team. And I don't know why everyone fucking hates on Flacco so much and says he's a piece of shit and he's a piece of garbage. He's fine. Yeah. No, he's not great. He's fine. I mean, he's yeah. dealing with Willie Sneed, Crabtree, and Brown, which is an upgrade from what he's had before. I said Lamar Jackson will not see the field the whole entire season in my draft guide, which you can go on guruleap.com and verify for yourselves. I also said Alex Collins was going to be a timeshare back, and that was before Kenneth Dixon got out, and that's even been true. So, I mean, I feel like I got this team 100% right. And, you know, Collins is starting to turn it around a little bit, which is, which is good. He's starting to take over the, the full role. They're going to get Dixon back at some point before this season's over, which will put that back into a timeshare. They're a, they're a good team, man. This is – Flacco's not a great DFS guy, but he's managing the game just fine. So and, week one, if I would have told you in week seven, you would have been able to bet Baltimore against New Orleans minus two and a half. You would have believed that? I would have been surprised at that. Yeah. That would have been surprising to me. I know this Baltimore defense is fucking otherworldly right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of that game in Cincinnati where they gave up 34 points, they haven't given up more than 14 points in a game yet. 3, 14, 14, 12, and 0. Um, you're going to wipe out the Tennessee game where they shut them out because Tennessee sucks. They held Pitt to 14. They held – since he blew them up, beat the shit out of Buffalo, and they held Denver to 14. So, you know, this Baltimore team has played four of their last five games on the road too. So they got a lot of home games coming up. So if you want to put an interesting bet in to go back to our my bookie props here, let's see what the line is on Baltimore. Baltimore is plus 130 to win this division. And being that they're going to be backloaded with their schedule with a lot of home games, I don't, I don't hate that bet. I don't hate that at all. I wish it was a little I'm higher. A I'm a Steelers fan. You know that. Uh, yeah. I don't hate the bet either. I mean, I don't, it's fine. It's fine. You don't like it. It's fine. <laughs> That's Rob's way of saying he doesn't like it. <laughs> uh, let's look at another game here. We have the Jacksonville Texans we just talked about. The Monday night game, Giants-Falcons. Um, this is an interesting one because I think the Giants are in complete disarray. Mm-hmm. I think they're a disaster. And I think it's a fucking mess. So I talked about Odell Beckham. I talked about all these guys, how it's a shit show over there. But uh, Falcons are minus four and a half now. This line was minus five and a half when I was going to hit it because I wanted to make sure it didn't get to six. But now it's actually down to four and a half on my site that I'm looking at here. Do you have a feel on this game, Giants-Falcons? No. I mean, this thing was minus six, minus five and a half, mm-hmm. minus four and a half. I want to know who the sick fuck is that's putting money on Eli Manning right now. Uh, he's as bad of a quarterback as I think is in the league. Um, no, with that, with as bad a line. I, I, I'm going to give props to Barkley because that kid is sick. What he did uh, uh, the other night, I mean, just sick, which we knew that coming out of Penn State. He was just He's a star. Yeah. He's a real star. You could argue whether they should have taken a quarterback, whether they should have traded and moved around on the draft, taken linemen, whatever, but you can't argue that Saquon Barkley is a generational talent. Yeah, exactly. And look, I mean, I've seen that argument. and Everybody's made that argument. Yes, they probably should have got a quarterback, but – how do you not just take the best football player at some point? And Barkley was the best football. I mean, yeah, the, the argument I have with my giant fan friends all the time is this is the Jets world now. Get ready for it. It's our world. We had a better record than you last year. We're three and three this year last this year, you're one and five. Next year we have ninety million dollars to spend. We have more cap space than any team in the NFL, I believe. And the Giants have eighteen million to spend. You just locked in fucking God knows how much money to the most overrated, overpaid diva in the NFL in fucking Beckham, and you, you're praying to go get an unknown quarterback next year, trying to go get Herbert or someone like that. Meanwhile, you know, you're, you got nothing. Your corners are getting eaten alive, and your line's terrible. That's a lot of building that needs to be done at key positions mm-hmm. on a team that only has about $18 million to spend next year compared to the Jets, who are young already. We got Jamal Adams. We got a young defense. We got a young quarterback. 
We got a solid couple running backs. Receiving core is fine. The line's pretty good. And we got 90 million. So I'm just praying the Jets don't turn around and dump 90 fucking million into guys like Le'Veon Bell and all that shit. So I'm praying we spend that on interior linemen on both sides of the ball and one or two minor skill position players. That's, that's my dream. But Is I'm Bell coming back next week? Uh, yeah, I think he's coming back in a week or two. So, so we're going to see Bell back soon. It's going to be interesting what goes on with James Conner. In that situation, you don't fucking need him. I would just assume Bell not come back. That's you're a Steelers fan. You're the right guy to ask. So, what, what's your take on when Le'Veon Bell comes back? I mean, obviously so, this week they have a bye. Yeah. So, what's your take on when Bell comes back? What's what do you think they should do with him? My take on Bell goes way the fuck back. Okay. So, here's the thing: whoever is advising you, I, I, the Roonies have owned the Steelers as long as I've been alive. And as long as I've been alive, they've never paid a player. They're not going to pay a running back. Whoever is advising you, the Roonies are not going to pay you this money, which maybe you know, maybe you don't. It seems like you don't. So you, <laughs> why the fuck are you not just going to play this season, make your game checks, make your 850 a game, and then move on? I mean, as the arguments here that he's saving his body, that he's starting a rap career – I mean, I don't get it. I don't they haven't get even, it. They haven't even heard from him. Like, he was – everyone was assuming he was going to report on Monday, and he didn't. So, anyone who's claiming they know exactly when Le'Veon Bell's going to be back and what's going to happen, the Steelers don't even fucking know. Last yeah. I heard was two days ago, the fucking Steel Le'Veon Bell's had no contact with the team whatsoever. And he didn't report on Monday where everyone was like, he's going to come back for the bye week to get his week seven check. Like, he's not there still. We're sitting on Thursday right now. This motherfucker may just disappear. Like, you don't know. I will never fault a man for getting his money. Don't he, get, pay that motherfucker. Go ahead. But the Roonies are not going to pay you. And they shouldn't. It's a fact. Connor's putting up the same numbers as Bell did. And I was just going to say, dude, imagine being Lav right now. and just. Why do you call him Lav, by the way? Because I commented on this last time. You've been calling him Lav for three years as a Steelers fan. Is that just... Yeah, it's Lev Bell. Is that just your accent? Are you calling Lev? I, yeah. Lev, I don't know. What's your accent? I accent. Hey, I guess you do. Go on. Uh, so, anyways, imagine smoking weed, watching your games, whatever he's doing, right? You know he blazes a lot. Yeah. And so, Connor, I love this fucking kid. Have you seen what he? I know you've seen what I he's play doing. Play him every week, yeah. But I mean. Even on off the field, like he's doing this stuff with cancer oh, patients and so doing all. You see, he took the picture with the kid. Oh, so no good. sign. Like, Le'Veon Bell's never been that guy. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Be selfish. Make your money. I don't give a fuck. That's fine. But what Connor's doing, just a class act, tearing it up on the field. I love the kid. Yeah. I mean, as a Steelers fan, I'd, I'd love to have both. Of them. I'm not a Steelers fan, but if I was, I'd love to have both of them in the backfield you know, come playoff time, if we get in the playoffs, obviously, first of all, one, because of injury, and two, to have dual weapons there. You can move Le'Veon Bell around. You can play him on the field at the same time. You can throw Le'Veon Bell in the slot. slot. You know, you can move him around. Obviously, there's Juju there now, so there's no need to put Le'Veon Bell in the slot like there used to be when they had no slot receivers. But um, interesting situation, what's going on with Pittsburgh there. I, uh, I don't know. But we, we were talking about the Falcons-Giants. What's the, uh, what's the take here on this game? Uh, what are your uh, numbers? Yeah, yeah I, I, I... I hate to keep giving away plays, Tommy, because they're all. Sorry, right. I got I got my two or three biggest plays waiting that we're giving out for the site. Uh, this is another one where we just agreed on ATL. Um, I don't understand the movement of the line. I don't understand why anybody would put money on the Giants right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm good with Atlanta, man. I, I don't care if Freeman plays. Like it, none of that's relevant. Like they they're they'll do they'll do work on the Giants. So we're gonna talk about your tweets now. Okay. Okay, good. This is the best part of the show. We may remind me to touch for a second on NBA betting too, by the way. Okay. Uh, do you want to give a quick promo on what we've got going on at guruleet.com for the NBA betting stuff and NBA DFS stuff? Yeah, sure. And and despite my 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 moniker, my Twitter handle of MLB model, I, I model every sport, including basketball. And um, my, my niche with basketball is I model NBA totals and I've done it for a long time and I'm very successful at betting NBA totals. Um, so we've got the betting package up over at Guru Elite. Fuck Tommy. I, it's, it's 
through like mid-January right now. And right. I think it's like 87 bucks or something like that. Um, it's pretty cheap. And all my totals are in there. Um, we've got Sports Cheetah, who's a professional basketball better. Uh, all of his plays in there, along with, you know, a bunch of our guys uh, firing on basketball. So if you like basketball action, it's a great deal right now. Uh, and it just started yesterday. Yep. Yeah, we have the DFS package, obviously, with Draft Cheat and Hefe and Benny and Tad and Vlad and all those guys. Um, and then we have the betting package, too. A lot of those guys are contributing to the betting package. Um, it's NBA and NCAA. Um, I'll be diving in with a lot of NCAA stuff as football starts to wind down. I usually wait a little bit before I start pounding NCAA bets, but you never know. But that package is, is running until January 21st. It's available. So that's something you definitely, NBA, basketball, NBA NCAA betting package is something you want to get access to. Um, it's under 90 bucks for now until mid-January. So you're talking three months worth of fucking plays nonstop for NBA and NCAA uh, running until mid-January. Um, some people are asking, why did we stop it in mid-January? Because that's when the NFL betting package that we have going on ends. We want to end those at the same time. We have a new site that we're launching very shortly. Tons of new stuff that we're adding to this stuff very shortly. So we just want a clean start um, on January 21st for all the new stuff we're going to be doing. VIP packages, black cards for you guys, um, all kinds of shit. Player reward points, a lot of big shit coming. So we just wanted a clean start there. Uh, around Jan January 21st, have all the packages end at the same time. So, um, so yeah, to your tweets. So I saw a tweet here, Robert, and I don't know if this is serious or not. We started to go to talk about it, and then I was like, you know what, save it for the show. So you tweeted that I've never seen a scary movie. What do you recommend? I saw this last night, mm -hmm. okay? And mm -hmm. I thought it was a troll. I was like, this has to be a troll. And then I realized it's coming from Rob. So it's probably not a troll because we talk about, you know, things that exist in the world and how you're fucking nuts. So then you followed up that tweet as people started firing in <laughs> scary movies. Like the first time your Twitter account actually had any type of activity on it, which is probably the reason why you're so fucking bad at Twitter, because the second your account gets some activity, you decide to shut down the whole entire thing. And then you write, I changed my mind. <laughs> not gonna do it so one i guess we could say uh this is a you know things rob things that exist in rob's world um scary movies don't exist in your world huh i so the reason i said never mind is i started looking, I, I started googling these things people were telling me and reading the description i'm like i don't want to see this about a fucking clown i don't want to see this about a goddamn a lot of clowns and kids rob's just a spoiler alert a lot of clowns and kids in horror movies I don't want to see scared kids. I, not, 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 not That's every scary movie has kids in it, basically. None of this appeals to me. You've never, I, seen, like, horror, you've never seen any horror movie. I, I, thinking back, I've seen the Scream movies, which that's I don't like know if that's fucking, a horror It's like humor horror. It, it's yeah. like pop culture. It's fine. I mean, I guess it falls in. Scream 1 especially falls in, but so more I've seen thriller one. humor. I've seen one. Which one? The, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, you have? Yeah. That's the only one. Did you see that in the theater or at home? No, just at home, yeah. All right, so by the time you saw it, you probably already knew that it wasn't real, right? Yeah, I knew it wasn't real. Okay, right. so it's not scary at all. If it, that doesn't even count. Because the only thing that made the Blair Witch scary was when you didn't know if it was real or not. Right. So for me, it's funny you say this, because this is a movie that I watched, and I love horror movies. I'm scared of nothing because I'm a man, unlike you. So... When I watched The Blair Witch, it was, I lived in college. I had three or four roommates. Everyone was gone. I don't know why. I was never alone. I was alone this night. I don't, and I intentionally did it on purpose. I wanted to be alone. I don't know where everyone fucking went. They probably went to some stupid frat party I didn't want to go to or something. So everyone was out of the house. And I'm like, I was locked in because we got the bootleg version. When, when Blair Witch came out in the movies, it wasn't even out in the theaters yet. And back then, everyone thought it was real. No one knew it was a hoax. Everyone thought it was real. So I sat there in my apartment, on my couch, by myself. The inside of my walls looked like a log, log cabin. I swear to God, it was all wood. So I felt like I was in the woods, in the dark, scaring the shit out of myself, watching this. And it was the most scared I've ever been of anything in my fucking life, because I thought it was real. Every little crack in the ceiling from the girls upstairs, every car that drove by outside, I was shitting my pants for fucking days. 
And literally like three days later, it came out that the Blair Witch was fake and it was all set up and it wasn't a real movie. Um, so that's it. But I would advise you to start with Saw, Rob. Is, that, is, it, is it like they just cut people up? It's a, it's, it's a lot of torture. Masks <laughs> <laughs> that rip your face open and yeah, there, there's a lot of torture in it. I don't think I'm into the But it's a psychological thriller too where you gotta like figure out who did it, you know? Like it's my claim to fame that I figured out who the killer in Saw 1 was and Scream 1 actually. I figured out the, the ending to Scream and Saw 1 have witnesses for it within 35 minutes of both movies or maybe 45 minutes of both movies. So that, that's where I'm a, I'm a horror movie connoisseur. I didn't know this about you. I had no idea you were uh, I figure out the end to every fucking horror movie. Every, it drives people nuts. Every girlfriend I've ever had has fucking despised it. All right, but so if I'm going to watch one. Right, you turn your head during the fucking gory shit if you need to, you pussy. I just but I mean, it's just so interesting to figure. It's, it's a psychological thriller. Like, you'll like it because he's so fucked up in the head. So they made like 10 of these, right? So you're talking about the first I've one? Seen or? like the first five, I think, or okay. four or five. So Saw the One. the first one's the best in my opinion. Saw One is the, all right. Right. So try Saw One. I'll report back. Sit with your wife and, you know, put your head in her chest and cuddle and, you know, turn away if you're scared. I but, just don't uh, like being afraid. I'm so afraid. We're so different. All right. Here's another tweet from Bob. Um, I always say just one bourbon, but really it means three. Why do I lie to myself? Everybody does this, though, right? I'm going to go get one beer that it's four in the morning and you're at a rave in the Wildwood, New Jersey. <laughs> no, I think that's just me. <laughs> Is that the way this thing happens? You're fucking neck deep in a fucking <laughs> bowl of blow. <laughs> just one. Or <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. What is it, though, about a drink that just makes you have to have another one. See, this is the thing. You drink at home because you're an alcoholic. Um, right, of course. I actually don't drink by myself very often. Eddie Motz does, and he makes fun of me for it all the time. He's like, why don't you have a drink? I'm like, I'm fucking by myself. Fuck am I going to? Because I know I don't have an off switch. So it never shocks me when one bourbon turns into 13 for me. So I just avoid the one bourbon on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. But if I go out, once I walk out my front door, it's 12 bourbons. So I don't understand how people can have one drink. So I'm with you on that. I, I don't have any idea. Um, let's see another Rob tweet here. AIDS. <laughs> She'd like to elaborate. She took down her tweet. Just says AIDS. <laughs> there was I'm on a tweet from Rob's right now, which is fairly recent that just says AIDS. This poor girl, she deleted her tweet. She <laughs> she tweeted. Such a fucking asshole. She tweeted, is there anything worse than a heartbreak? So I just quote tweeted it and said AIDS. <laughs> AIDS is much worse than a heartbreak. I will agree with you on this, Robert. AIDS is worse than a heartbreak. Do you know this girl or are you just finding random people and then just... Poor girl on Twitter. You don't know. I don't know. And they got so violent, I guess. Or just, <laughs> I just deleted the tweet. Her account's probably gone now. Holy <laughs> fucking Christ. Oh, God. There is nothing better than me when I'm tweeting. Do you believe that, Robert? I really like, do. In your heart. Do you believe that's the best you? Because we know draft cheat Twitter is the best draft cheat. Like, that's a fact. It's not even close. When people meet him in person, they're like, oh, he's all right. It's funny. When on Twitter, they're like, he's hysterical, right? So there's a lot of people like that. Do you believe that Twitter Rob is the best Rob? The only thing I can tell you is at the time that is tweeted, I believe that with every fiber of my being. And you still do? You still do? How many other people do you think believe that, Rob? There's like four because people are like, <laughs> people are like slide into my DMs like, oh, you're so right, dude. I love it. Same you're point. so right. Meanwhile, I'm tweeting like a picture of a steak on a grill. We need to have a party for your fans. It'll be so cheap because we'll only need to rent out like a booth. <laughs> you just need a booth. We won't even need a room. Just a booth and we can fit them all. Um, and this one, I like the NFL this year, making up for six years of trash. This is actually a reasonable tweet. Dude, I, you know, there was a point that I was so low on the NFL and it's back. Like there, yeah. there's been times in the last two years that I couldn't imagine watching a football game without money on it or playing DFS. Mm -hmm. I think there's been games this year I could literally watch without any action on it. 
which is how I'm judging if something's good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just been great. Now, I mean, I think that's a product of not having any defense. Um, mm-hmm. but the and all these point. fucking roughing the passer penalties and all this shit that's extending drives. Yeah. And the kickoff rules starting teams at the 25 instead of the 20. There's a lot of it. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying yeah. this. Video. I'm enjoying it, too. I'm enjoying it, too. All right, let's wrap this up with some things that exist in the world with MLB model. Um, this one is a layup. This one, I, I, will, I will be transparent. When I know the answer, I will tell you ahead of time. I do like to surprise my guests with things that I don't know the answer to because I feel like it's more natural. I do know the answer to this one, but I was kind of shocked by it. And Robert said canned soda, canned vodka soda. Sorry, that's what you were drinking coming into this show. Canned vodka soda. <laughs> Four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is my new thing. And there's a liquor store. Literally, I could throw a baseball and hit a liquor store from my house. And they have this. And it's cucumber and there's another one. It's great, mm-hmm. though. It's great. So you're that fucking lazy that you got to get it out of the can? You can't mix your own vodka soda? Really? I would, I, I would never mix my own at this point. I would just go buy the can. Drink, See, it's I, I like my drinks so much stronger than anyone else makes them that I wouldn't trust some company to fucking tell me how much vodka. Cause, and then I waver, right? Like if I'm fucking hammered, maybe I go a little less vodka. If I'm fucking just getting started, I jack it up where it's a splash of vodka, a splash of club. So uh, I am against that. But uh, again, Robert, you have weird fucking tastes. You also drink canned wine. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything in a can? I'm gonna ask you some randoms here. Okay. Can openers. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just looking around my kitchen that's all i do i look at my can opener over here do you have any strong takes on can openers i fucking do and i hate the goddamn pampered chef <laughs> i'm tell you something warren buffett owns pampered chef fuck warren buffett too for buying pampered chef there's this pampered chef can opener that takes off the lid without making it sharp uh-huh fuck you i have wrestled this thing i can't make it work. is it good Tommy, I had, oh, yeah. to, I had to throw it down, drive to the Walmart, and buy a new can opener. Oh, hey, Rob, look at this $57 can opener from Pampered Chef. Yeah, it's great. I go down and get me a $3 can opener of my tuna fish. Fuck that. All right, so you, you don't hate can openers, but you hate the Pampered Chef can opener. Yes, and the Pampered okay. Chef. I will never be surprised what you have a strong take on. Um, coffee. I love coffee. I have an espresso machine in my house. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm real fancy with my coffee. Uh, you fancy, huh? Yeah. All right. Bailey's. Eh. The alcohol. Eh. It's not alcohol. It's syrup. Like, right. I can't see you liking. I, I, I kind of I can't see you liking like milky type alcohol. Nah, no way. Um, do you go. know what a cocaine lady is? What? Do you know what a cocaine lady is? I mean... <laughs> Pretty much every girl I hang out the with. Drink. <laughs> the drink. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No. I used to hang out with these girls in college. I drink cocaine ladies. Uh-huh. It's rum, Coca-Cola, and milk. I mean, I guess the, uh, I'm not a big rum guy. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big Coke guy in my drinks. I'm not a big rum guy. And I'm not a big milk guy. So those are three things that are against me. I'm very, I'm very clear with mm-hmm. my alcohol outside of like bourbon and scotch. But I don't like I – don't, I don't like – I'll use Sprite and Club way before I use Coca-Cola or some dark mixer. Um, yeah. Cranberry on occasion, but it's usually just a splash. But uh, I, I don't know. Coca-Cola mixer, it just feels and too milk. much like a drink. Oh. Yeah, milk, no. I don't want anything with fucking milk. I, I'll fuck with the, uh, the fucking rum chata fireball once in a blue moon if I'm with girls and you need to get something bitchy. Like, I could, I could down that shit, but I can't drink more than, like, one or two of them. I just I stick with J-Mo and vodka normally. Um, Gum. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, dude, Rob, listen, I've asked you some shit over the last few shows that I thought would have the, like, a keep it moving, and it's turned into a five-minute diatribe, so I don't know if I ever really see you chewing gum. I don't chew gum. You don't? No, it's for ladies. It's for ladies? <laughs> backwards hats, which I am wearing right now, and I rarely see you with a backwards hat. I never wear my hat backwards. Mm-hmm. Because, and this is a physics lesson, the hat was made with a brim, and that brim is to cover your eyes to keep the sun out of it and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you put it on backwards, and it it, it just it, it, the hat no longer serves its functional purpose of shading your eyes mm-hmm. from light. So, oh, okay. So you're shading your eyes from light in your apartment right now, or your house right now. Correct. Okay. All right. Very good. For breeze. 
No, dude, I hate air fresheners. I'm showing you a Febreze right now. So oh, you can see dude. I'm literally just picking things that are sitting in front of me. I have to use um, no fragrance in my, uh, my laundry detergent. Those no. plug-in things make me want to puke. I have uh, those too. I have one over there. The cleaning ladies, I have to tell them, don't use any scents, fragrances, no anything. No scents, huh? Nothing, nothing. I, wow, nothing. what about, what about uh, cologne? No. No, was this 1973? <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting one. Um, I just bought a new toothbrush. It's also sitting in front of me. Um, toothbrush, electric or regular? The electric toothbrush people have tricked America. I had a feeling you're absolutely no reason that you can't take your hand and just rock. Just go back and forth 15 times. Meanwhile, keep in mind, Rob is making the blowjob gesture in the video right now and doesn't realize saying, it. If you can't run, do that 15 or 20 times, uh, just give up on life. So you think it's a complete scam, the electric toothbrush? Total scam. Total scam. All right. Um, another thing, I'm curious. I, th I think you're going to have a strong take on this one, too. Mm -hmm. Baby wipes as a toilet paper supplement. <sighs> So taking a shit, pro baby wipes or anti baby wipes? If you only wipe your ass with dry toilet paper, you're a total Neanderthal. <laughs> Might as well go. This is 2018. They make some wonderful things to wipe your ass with. You don't have to just use toilet paper. Like you might as well just go and get leaves in the backyard and run the pine cone through your asshole. <laughs> go ahead. Try this, people. Treat yourself. Go treat yourself. Cottonelle. It doesn't have to be baby wipes. Like the Cottonelle. Dude, forget about it. I'm, I am actually not on the anti-baby wipe side, but I lean far more to the regular toilet paper side. I don't like feeling like I have swamp ass after I just took a shit because I've been wiping my ass with something wet. Do you, how do you avoid that, Robert? Do you, there's as a, a baby, period. as a baby, no, there's a drying period. What do you sit on the toilet after you wipe your ass for five minutes? Like, do you then, I feel like when I use baby wipes and I'm yeah. fine with them, I will never start with baby wipes no. and I will never end with baby wipes. So oh. I start with regular toilet paper yeah. always to get that nice big clop out. Right. I don't want that in the wet, you know, no. I don't want that smearing all over my butthole. Right. And I'll start with regular toilet paper. I'll grab a baby wipe if I have them, which I would say two weeks out of the month I have them. I don't mm -hmm. rush to the store to fill them when they run out. Mm -hmm. And the middle section, I'll throw the wipes in there. And then I always finish with a couple, uh, couple regular dry wipes so that I don't have swamp ass when I leave. What is your uh, process? No, I approve of that method. Uh, you know, I don't think you could go wet to start. That's clear. That's so you clear. use toilet paper to start? Yes. Lightly, I don't want to do any damage down there. So it's just a... I go very hard. Like, I treat my butthole like... Oh, you get your fist in there. Yeah, I fucking... I go elbow deep. Like, I grind <laughs> on my butthole. Like, to the point where the fucking... <laughs> just rip it. Yeah, I, I fucking... I attack my balloon knot with fucking toilet paper. <laughs> to the point where the fucking, like, crumbs of the toilet paper are fucking falling all over the place. Oh, yeah, like, I'm grinding it like sandpaper down there. I, I make sure to get in there good, and then I, then I hit it with the, with the baby wipe rubber. I'm nice and gentle. I, I, I do start dry, though. You take care wet. of your butthole? I start dry, finish wet. Turn dry, finish wet. <laughs> I'm dry, wet, dry. So, uh, gotcha. All right, Robert, you got to get the fuck out of here. But uh, any final words for your four fans that are listening? No, I mean, anytime we can talk about the finer points of wiping your anus, I am in, Tommy. Yeah, I, I think that should be a, that should be a running thing. We'll, we'll talk about – tune in next week for Tommy G and MLB Model where we talk about how many times you should shake after you pee. <laughs> <laughs> For MOV Model, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. <laughs>